Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the wonderful podcast, If We Can Just Say. (laughs) If I can just say thank you to anyone who has been listening since the first podcast. I am truly jazzed about that. Thank you so much. Give yourselves a round of applause. Like, If so, you are making our day because we are having a blast doing this. Absolutely. And hopefully we are entertaining and people are enjoying it. Yeah, this is uh, this is a fun thing. Like, we're not trying to be uh, downers and tell, talk about negative stuff. There's plenty of that off in the yes. world. We're trying to tell fun stories about our life and just things that unexpectedly happen that could be funny or maybe not. Yes. Or maybe even just educational for folks that, like, don't know things about things that happen with our house yes. and whatnot. So so as a reminder, my name is Jessica Carter Ogle. And as always, my lovely co-host is my husband, Stephen Ogle. <laughs> Hello. What's going on, folks? So we did a little thing last week with baking. Yes. Yes. So I was supposed to have a new segment, Baking and Brews, I think I called it. Something Get like baked, that, yeah. Something like that. I'm still, I'm still workshopping that. Needless to say, that's not happening this week because I I faltered on that. But I do have a plan for next week. I already see a pairing in my head of a baked good and a beverage. So I'm super excited about that. So we're going to get on to that next week. Um, This week, I guess I was probably too busy going to like the UPS store making returns for items. Every week, (laughs) folks. Is there anybody out there who has a wife that just buys so many things that like when a box comes in and it's an Amazon box and you go, bye, babe, we got this box at the door and she goes, I don't even know what's in that. Is there anybody out there who gets constantly berated by their spouse for things that they order and then also ultimately have to return? I think that's what gets him the most is like, yes. So I'm super obsessed with like our ring doorbell, especially when I'm at work. I work out of the house three days a week. And so I'm always like seeing every alert and I'll be like, we got a package. We got a package. And he's like, if you think I can go out there every time a package comes, that's all I would do all day. I have to wait and go out there once a day to get all your packages. It's not even can. It's I'm not doing I'm not going up there seven times. Well, we order a lot. Like, so pandemic hits and everyone starts ordering, but like even more so, like I've just kept with it. Like we don't go out as much. And also sometimes I'm like, I can go to the store in a couple days or this can arrive in a couple days. So it's like Amazon, Target, Amazon, Target. They're always coming. Old Navy. Oh yeah. Old Navy. Old Navy's always the big packages, unless you're like getting like dog food and stuff from Target. The big packages are always Old Navy, and it's 17 things of which she sends back 16. I can't. Oh, I can't dispute. So last Mm. week was probably the worst one yet. They had like a sale on dresses, which I didn't even think were that cute. But for some reason, they had a sale. And I was like, I should probably get like one of every style just to see if I like it. So I ordered like 20 things from Old Navy. I kept four. And so I'm like, all right, I got to return it. The beauty of Old Navy is like USPS drops it off. So I can print a USPS label, tape it up and put it in my mailbox. And the postman will take it back. Yep. Which is super great. But this package was so big. I looked at Steven and I was like, can I even like, I can't fit it in the mailbox. No way. Like, so what do I do? Do you think he'll take it? So I put it out there. I put it in a Kohl's bag, like a larger one. So it had handles. So if he did take it, at least <laughs> he's not like awkwardly carrying it. I put a little note on my mailbox that was like, return below. Um, if it's too big, 
just leave it. Thank you with multiple exclamation marks. And I also became one of those people that bought one of those like USPS thank you stickers to put on their mailbox. So I did all that and I'm like watching the ring doorbell. We were out somewhere and I was like, Stephen, he took it. He took it. He's carrying the Kohl's bag. (laughs) Now, for those of you that don't maybe not uh, understand, we live in a community where our mailbox is on right next to our door on the house. So people, the mailmen and women walk through our community delivering the mail and picking up the mail that's got to be returned, which prior to us living in Plymouth, I never had that before. So it was always a mailbox at the end of the driveway, which this is not the case at our place. So this guy that she leaves a bag for, it was funny, folks. It was a huge bag. It was like, it was like she went to Target and got 20 items and they're in this bag and that's what she walked out of the store with. But this was so great. He's so nice. Yeah, he's he's a he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he does. Um, I saw him on the ring doorbell smile after you put up the sticker for thank you. You know, I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if he had like an old navy watch, like that he would like text a friend and be like, "Yep, that girl I was telling you about, she got another old navy package that I'm picking up." (laughs) I feel like it would be like a drinking game between him and his friends, not to be like a megalomaniac, but if I was him, I would probably be complaining about me or at least laughing about me. Yeah. Because every time he drops off an old Navy package, like he knows without a shadow of a doubt that the next day he'll be picking that package back up. He'll be picking up some sort of size, weight, disbursement of that package he'll be picking back up, which is not too different from your mother. Your mother's mailman experience is the same thing. Yeah, probably. Because she orders a lot of stuff too and then turns around and puts it back. So she's got the same thing. It's like mother, well, like daughter, Well, that's like the folks. issue of ordering and then not knowing what it is. Oh, boy. Like packages come and you're like, what is this? We were just at my parents yesterday and my dad's like, I bet your mom doesn't even know what this is. This is bringing in a package. And she goes, first thing, I don't even know what that is. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yep. Hilarious. So, so, yeah. So there's a lot of that. So I was too busy to bake because I was returning packages. Yep. And then me this week, my big thing was yes. that I lost an outlet in my basement that took out all the rest of my outlets in my basement. So my office had no power for two days. So I had to work in her office upstairs. And let me tell you, they don't tell you these things when you buy a house. They don't tell you that there's a possibility that this could happen. Now, when our electrician came in, what he told me was, is that unless you wired the house, you don't know how it's wired. And he said, used to the way they would wire it is, yeah, they put five outlets in a room. But one of those outlets is the the power. If it goes dead, they go dead all the way down the line, and that's what happened in the basement. So he wired it differently to where that won't happen. So if this outlet dies again, which ironically is the outlet in the room that I have never used for anything, yeah, that's I, the one that died. I didn't even know what outlet he was talking about until he actually showed it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, there's an outlet there. I totally forgot. Yeah, and it's next to a door. So like, and we take stuff in and out of that door and I never use it because I don't want to hit it and have something be plugged in. And so that I just never use it. And that's the one that goes out. And that is life. Yeah. That is life. That's how it happens. It's the thing that you very rarely use that you don't know has to do with a lot of other stuff. And when it dies, then it, then you notice it. Yeah. You're like, oh man. There was a couple of wonky electric things in this house too that we've dealt with. Like, yeah. I think that's just part of buying a house. You you stumble upon these kind of wonky things, and that's... Yeah, and originally, when we bought this house, all of my outlets in the basement were hooked up to a light switch. Yeah, which we didn't know. We didn't know until the next morning when I came downstairs and I had no battery power on my computer. It was completely dead because it had tried to run all night on its own because yeah. the outlet was turned off. So, once again, when you buy a house, man, 
be prepared for just little things that are going to happen, you know, $100 here, $100 there. It adds up, but like these things these things can happen when I you buy a house. I feel like even though we're going through all this, like if we buy like another house, there's still just going to be all kinds of other stuff that's going to be different than this stuff. And yeah. Oh, for sure. Just, and and it, it, it's unending. It's Yeah. It's even Hashtag adulting everyone. Even if you build your own house, which I'm sure my aunt and uncle could tell us, there's your share of problems that will come oh, from yeah. building your own house, even stuff that you just don't expect. So that's just the, uh, just I don't a, have the capacity for that kind of project. <laughs> that was an enormous project for them. Yeah, no, thank you. But yeah. So where did we leave off with our story last? I believe that we had just fallen in love, if I'm not mistaken. Fallen in love. All right. And decided to go kayaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We did the Port yeah. Austin thing and officially became dating yes. for the for the. So basically, folks. we are dating. Like yeah. We have become, you know, a couple, which yep. is cute. And so we're in June, towards the end of June, um, and I am going out of town. So yes. my aunt had recently moved to Florida the year before while I was unemployed and whatnot. And I helped her pack up her house in Missouri and move her to Florida. Yep. So my mom and I are going to visit her. And this is probably the first time that we're going to be away from each other for like five or so days. Like originally we were just seeing each other on the weekend, but it sort of is flooded into like Monday too or Thursday as well. And that yep. kind of thing. So for somehow the way it lined up was that I... I could see him for an extra night before I left, but I would have to get to his apartment before him. So I need to be able to let myself in. Yeah, because I, I had to like work late or something. Something, I can't remember. Something was going on that I wouldn't be able to make it there yeah. until like seven or eight yeah. or something. something. Something was happening. So I was like, and at this point, like I'm all in. So I'm like totally fine and we're totally good. And so I was like, hey, I was thinking maybe we could spend another night together. I would just need to borrow your key to let myself in deer in the freaking headlights guy looks at me and he i could see i think he stopped breathing yep and he was like i i i don't think i'm ready to give you a key yet and i said i don't think i asked for a key i just think i said could i borrow yours for maybe seven hours and then i'll give it right back i'm i'm a bit of a control person sometimes and what and that's the thing that that's the thing that happened like i had no control in that situation and we were very early on the 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 concrete floor of a foundation of our relationship wasn't fully solidified and mine was I, all set and i didn't have control and i freaked like he totally freaked. He was yeah, super nervous, super great. awkward, super oh, like weird. he just kept saying, I don't think I'm ready to give you a key. And I'm like, I'm not asking for a key, nor would I ever ask for a key. Like that's not even like a thing I would do. I'm just trying to spend more time together before I'm gone. And it was this awkward goodbye in the parking lot that morning. Yep. And then he tried to give me the key. He yep. was like, let me just give you the key. And I was like, no, not happening. Yep. And he's like, no, I don't want you to leave like this. And, I, and I'm like, I am not upset. I'm not mad. Like, you're feeling how you're feeling. And I respect that. That's totally fine. Like, nothing has changed between us. But there is no way on this earth I'm taking the key <laughs> from this, like, shaky man over here, like, freaking out. Like, yeah. not happening. It was a weird thing. And and ironically enough, I gave you a key, like, a, like after you came back from yeah, Florida. I gave you a key. Because your fear was what? That you were never going to see me again. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know. Like... It was still in that early phase, like, yeah, we're dating and we've decided that we're boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, but like I had not been that far in a relationship in a long time, nor had I been that early on in a relationship in a long time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like 
I just freaked. The and funny I was like, thing I don't about know what, that, I don't, I don't know. I have no control. I don't know what to do when I don't have control because I've had control for so long. As far as like being divorced and being in control, this was the first real time post being divorced, which at that point was a good three years. That I was like, oh, what so do he I do was finally control? hitting the vulnerability that I had already hit. But the irony yeah. is, I had left like I have things at his apartment. Like I had left like some pajamas <laughs> and like a couple like clothing items there. And I get like a text one night of an open drawer with all my stuff in it. And yeah. I know he's just like cheesing, sending me this. And I'm like, so this guy's got my like he knows he's gonna see me again. We are way past the bowling shoes incident. Oh, and I've got stuff there, but, and it's like. But let's be honest: the bowling shoes were not there, and I'd like to say, in hindsight, oh, that if the bowling shoes had been there, maybe there's a possibility that I wouldn't have freaked because I've been like, "Oh man, she, she's leaving her bowling shoes." I'm gonna okay, throw cool. those bowling shoes at you, you <laughs> nutcase. That's fantastic, but that's true. I feel yeah. like, in hindsight, if you had left your bowling shoes, so for the for I the new relationship listeners, pin short of a bowling alley for for any of you girls that are new relationship listeners leave your bowling shoes the other person will feel a little bit more comfortable i think maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what we learned from that uh, or maybe like leave that guy who feels the need to like <laughs> trap you somewhere like just also an idea i don't know moving on oh, that's needless to say we stayed together while i was in florida i called him <laughs> while i was there and he still thought he was never going to see me again yeah um but when we got back from florida or when i got back from florida we're scooting up to 4th of July weekend, which yep. was a fun time for us because we were able to meet both of our best friends. Our like, first like big weekend yeah. together. And like our first meeting of people. Like I told you how I accidentally ran into his or we ran into his friend, but you yeah. know, actually meeting each other. And my best friend lives in California, womp womp. But yeah. she was in town at that time. So it was pretty exciting to be able to introduce each other to our best friends at the same time. Yeah. Now, as a, as a small side note, you had had family in previously that didn't meet me that also messaged you and were upset that Steph was getting to meet me before them. Yeah, and that was cousin, a whole that was a little thing too, which was yeah, funny. my cousin. Um, so my cousin that I had th that conversation with the when we had the conversations when she was in town, yeah, her. So yeah, ironically enough, also around this time. Um, my cousin was getting married in November Yep. and I was the maid of honor and it was in Georgia and we're located in Michigan. And Steven was like, I asked him if he wanted to go and he like bought the ticket. Yeah. So what my cousin and her fiance at the time were upset about was, so we have to meet this guy at our wedding. When if you guys could have started <laughs> dating two days before, we could have met him when we were in town. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. So that ticket was purchased around this time as well after Florida. I think after Florida, we both were like solid foundation check. Yeah. Let's meet friends. Totally fine to buy a ticket for something six months down the line. Yeah. It was one of those things of like, let's meet our best friends yeah. and see what's going on. Also. And that was that for, for me personally, when I look at that, I think about, I think about our best friends yeah. and I think about how cool they were that weekend yeah with the other person like oh yeah very very accommodating like jared and Catherine had their barbecue party fourth and in, of, on fourth of july and i'm like i she's gonna be with me the whole weekend we're all four going to this concert you're inviting me to the barbecue party i get a plus one right sort of thing like yeah. they were like absolutely bring her over that'll be great mm -hmm. and that was cool yeah like i felt 
for the first time you're meeting my friends and my friends are like, yeah, bring her over. Can't wait to, you know, we've heard enough about this girl. Let's meet her. Yeah. And that's, that's always a cool feeling when you're in a new relationship and your friends are like, are we going to meet this person yet? Yeah. That's yeah. always cool. I mean, I usually get that more from my dad, but nonetheless, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another story that'll come soon. <laughs> so yeah, so 4th of July, um, we spent the day together just kind of hanging out, went to like a metro park, walked around, chilled, and then we were getting ready to go to the barbecue. And Stephen, how did that barbecue start? Oh boy. So I'm, I get, uh, I get nervous sometimes and it just hits me just blindside out of nowhere it and I'm a person who spent a lot of time in front of people on a microphone with a guitar playing concerts not doing concerts like being in front of people and talking and I don't get nervous in front of a room full of 300 people but a small barbecue party with 20 people I got nervous. We pulled up. I'm like, oh boy, this there is was really way happening. More than twenty people there. Catherine has like twenty siblings. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's quite a few people, but I got nervous, and I introduced you to Jared as Catherine. I was like, yeah, you know, Jared, you you met Catherine when we were at Hontros, and he goes, yeah, I know Catherine. She's running around in the house somewhere because that's his girlfriend, and that's how dumb I was. I said things he was all flustered, and his his family. And Jared and I looked at each other like, oh my god. His family and friends. I mean, it was great. Everybody laughing about it jokes were made of course i was the butt of all jokes during yes. that time but it was an absolutely fun time we did horseshoes and against it, one another and stuff it was cool no no it was cornhole cornhole yeah but also i think having that awkward moment sometimes you need those and then the pressure's off it's and an then you can relax yeah so yeah. you were breaking ice right and left at the beginning right there oh boy just chopping that ice chopping it up it was great though because yeah. that opened up for the next day when we did 311 and tailgated together yeah we had more time to talk with them because when you got a party and they're hosting and yeah. they're seeing a lot of people yes we did some stuff together but then that opened up the conversation for the next day yeah of Catherine you know all right so what do you do yeah. you know what's you know, what's so your that was regular fun. Life? So the barbecue went well, which I'm glad. And, you know, everyone got along because then we did, like you said, the 311 concert, which was fun. We did some tailgating. We went to the concert. Um, good time. I took our, I took and posted our first selfie. You did the Port Austin one. I took one yeah, today yeah. and posted, or that day and posted it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, we'll throw that up on the, on the, on our page so everybody yeah, can see that yes, at some point. But yes. yeah. Um, and then, we went out to this bar in Clarkston after and got inebriated together for the first time, I would say. I mean, we started drinking at the tailgate at like five. Yeah, but we were fine at the concert. It was it was something when we got to the pub and like then it just sort of hit us. Yeah, I mean, I at the time I didn't I didn't drink a lot. I was more in the gym. At yeah. still at that time still don't drink a lot we don't drink a lot but no but like my but i'll drink a little tailgating i was not ready for tailgating at that point in my life yeah. i could tailgate now and probably survive most of the day but like we were walking into the show and i was already buzzing from the parking lot which is that's funny not something that really happens to me that often but it it, it was a fun show like i remember like we just we had a good time. It's three eleven. Three eleven's good music. Three eleven is feel good music. Um, it was a fun time. Yeah. And then we went to the Clarkson Tap afterwards and got some more drinks and yeah. some more food so because when you drink you get hungry and you get you want snacks. So we did that. And something happened. Two things that I remember from that particular occasion sitting there at the bar. 
Yeah, you had a couple drinks and got a little uh, chatty about outing me for something. So, so the question we have for everybody when when you go to comment on our post this week, and please do comment. We appreciate all your comments. But the thing to comment about this week that that I'm curious about What's is worse? who's worse. In this scenario, with these two things. So with the first thing... I'll take that. You take that. You take the first thing, I'll take the second thing. So, Stephen is a cleanly person. Very. And his bathtub did not seem to me to be at max capacity of cleanliness. And so, I had been thinking, (laughs) how do I broach this with him? Luckily, his mother is coming into town at the end of July. And I said, just in passing, super not planned at all. You know, you might want to clean your bathtub a little bit more since your mom's coming. And he looked at me and said, my bathtub is clean. This is as clean as this bathtub can get. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we ended it because I knew it was then on me to clean the bathtub. And so by this point, (laughs) he has gotten over his lending me key aversion. And I actually have my own key on my key ring. Yep. And I got to his house one day before him. And I brought with me some Comet scouring powder and some magic erasers. Oh, yeah. And another like spray cleaner. And I was like, I got this. Like I changed out of my work clothes. I pulled up my sleeves and I got down on my knees in the tub. And I'm like, here we go. And I start scrubbing and scouring and scrubbing and scouring. And about 20 minutes later, there is no change, folks. No, no change, change at all. whatsoever. And let nope. me tell you, I can scrub and scour with the best of them if you see a before and after of our current bathtub here. Oh, boy. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything about this. This, this will never be spoken of. I'm going to put everything back where I found it. And I just shoved like the magic eraser pads in the back of his cabinet. So we're sitting there that night. This is like a few days later. Uh, it's, no, it's more like a week or two. No, it wasn't that long. Maybe a week. I think it was during that week that it happened. But anyway, so he has a couple drinks. He gets a little, you know, footloose and fancy free. And he looks at me and he's like, (laughs) and I know you tried to clean my bathroom. Out of nowhere, just outs me. And I go, what? In front of all these people? And so then we had to tell them the story. Jared and Catherine are laughing at oh, us. Man. I was so betrayed. Was oh. Like in front of everyone. People I just met, you're bringing this up. That was one of my moments of joy because getting Jared to laugh is really hard to do. Catherine, Catherine and I are a lot alike, so we find a lot of uh, similar things funny. So she had her jaw, jaw on the floor laughing. But I, I said to Jess, I was like, you... The, the thing you don't understand about somebody that's meticulous as myself, when I put the shampoo down, I put it down exactly from where it was picked up. Label turn the same way and everything. That's just how I am. I do it in our bathroom now. Yeah, he's nuts. So that part, I knew when I stepped into the shower when my shampoo was turned a different direction. I was like, there's no way I would have turned it that direction. That's dumb. That's dumb. And I was like, Who yep. Would even, oh my I God. was like, yep. So she tried to clean my bathroom. She didn't believe me. Newsflash. It was clean, folks. Because I'm a clean person. My bathroom and it, my bathroom that was probably the cleanest complex. part of my whole bathroom, but it didn't look that way. That apartment complex had a lot to answer for in terms of my opinion. So the other thing that happened was Jess kept saying she wanted us to get shots and have a round of shots. Yeah. She kept wanting to get shots. She yeah. was that person cheering us on to get shots. I so Jared am. orders shots for everybody. The four. Oh, I, I picked them too, Fireball. Yep. Ooh, oh, God, which I hate cinnamon in that kind of Everyone fashion. Everyone hates them. I don't can't, know why, can't why stand I them. did it. So the four of us are sitting there getting ready to do our Fireball shots, and Jared makes a toast, a nice, lovely toast about meeting new friends and being 
glad that I'm happy and that sort of thing and cheers and then we drink and then put our shot glasses down and what look over and Jess is gone. I had to use the ladies room. Yeah, her drink is still there. She never drank it. Jared drank it. So my question to everybody... For the record, I did sip water, so it wasn't bad luck on the toast. Oh, gosh. But you can't cheers with toast. Or my or, beer. Probably my beer I sipped. You, you can't cheers with water. That's terrible. You can't do um, that. That's, some people don't drink. and I guess, yeah. So but they it, can cheers with water. They can if they're not drinking, but we were all drinking. So there's fine, that. Fine. But at the same time, so my question to everybody this week for the comment section, who who's worse? Me for out for for saying some something about her cleaning the bathroom or her wanting everybody to pay for shots and then leaving and going to the bathroom and not even drinking her shot. I for think that's record, worse. For the record, I never said that everyone has to pay for shots. I'm happy to reimburse for the shots even now, you numbskull. That had nothing to do with it. I am. I will always go, like, let's do shots, let's do shots. And then when it comes down to it, I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. I'm not doing this shot. Jared got two shots out of the mix. So if anything, winner, winner. So uh, I got to say, we drank enough that night. I don't For know. A few people. I don't know if we drank that much again. Probably until our our reception night, like a couple years later, when we really drank again. But we had to meet your friends the next day. Got to. Got we to. We were privileged to meet my yes, best friend absolutely. Stephanie and her husband. I will take that correction because I love Stephanie and Chuck. Yes. They're amazing. But we. I get to be introduced to them, and we are hung over. We are. Thank I God mean, for it like was burgers a, and onion rings. It was a Tums and and ibuprofen morning of like, just give me a bunch of stuff and something to make this yeah. headache go away. We got to drive forty five minutes. Like I'm, I'm, I want to meet them, but my body wants to stay in bed. But it was still totally fun. Oh, it's a blast. Just hanging out. Like, so they're in California, but they're both from here. So both of their families are here. So when I visit them, I get like all the quality one-on-one time. But when they visit here, they're they're pulled in so many different directions. She's got three siblings. They've got, you know, one of them has kids. There's just a lot. Their parents and everything. So whenever we, whatever time we can grab with them, we we like to. And so we met in Plymouth and we had lunch and just talked for a bit and got to know each other. And Stephen and Stephanie are a lot alike. Oh yeah. Yep. A lot alike. And her husband and I are a lot alike. So Stephanie's super jazzed about Stephen in our lives now because she feels like she's got a partner now. She's, <laughs> she's on an even playing she's field. She's not being double teamed all the yes. time. Well, she should she's never like, be. She never like, should have been. You two always gang up on me and now I've got Stephen. So <laughs> look out. And I'm yep. like, oh, geez. Yeah. And, and when we have sit down and have conversations with them, like it, it ends up being that way at some point. Yes. Stephanie and her are like, you two are crazy. You yes. two are absolutely, absolutely bonkers. Like, there's something wrong with you guys. But that's so great. <laughs> like, I can't wait to go visit them, you know, when the world has calmed down a little bit more and everyone's a little bit more comfortable. Yep. I want to go visit them. You know, they bought a house that I haven't seen yet, yep. and I'm super excited to do that. And it was just really nice to meet them. And I think, too, just, you know, we had both been through a lot in our lives the few years leading up to getting together. And I think our two best friends were just so happy to see us happy and, like, when yeah. we left lunch, you know, Stephen and I walked to the car, held hands. He opened the door for me, let me in. I think he like kissed me on my shoulder. I had like a tank top on and I get a text from Steph that's like, 
I stopped and watched you guys walk to the car and it was so cute. And I saw him open the door <laughs> and I saw him kiss your shoulder and oh my God, it was so cute. I love it. And that is basically how she would say it to that tone. And yeah. she's like, I'm just so happy for you. And it was just, it was nice to be that person because I've always been so happy for her and Chuck. They've been together forever, but they have the kind of relationship that you look at and you think they've got that thing, that thing that nobody can really describe but you just know when you get it. Like yep. when people say, how do you know about the person you just know? And I remember being in my previous relationship and we'd hang out with Steph and Chuck and I would know in the back of my head that I don't have the thing that they have. And I'm like, I want to have that thing one day. I'm yeah. so happy for them to have it, but I, I want it too. And I feel like when Steven and I got together, it was like, oh my gosh, I have that thing now. Yeah. And like, that is amazing. And I could never settle for anything less than that thing. And, and I feel like in past relationships, I felt like I had something, but it wasn't the same as now because no. back then I didn't, I didn't understand fully the being in a relationship, being committed to that, and that being the number one priority yes. over myself. And I don't know that my yes. the people I was with in a relationship with, I don't know that they knew that fully either. Yeah. So like I don't I don't look at my past and blame them. I I yeah. blame if I blame them, I blame myself just as much for just being ignorant on yeah. some stuff. Well, it's it's about growing up too, and I think like it's about growing up. It's about loving someone so much that you want to know things about them. And yep. we'll talk about this shortly in the entertainment section, but just like introducing people to new things and maybe things that you don't really wouldn't normally like, but you can't help but like when you see it through their eyes and just, I don't know, there's something about being in a good relationship that you just, you realize that nothing you ever had prior, even if it was good, can hold a candle. Like... Steven is Steven and I probably spend 98% of our time together and like are each other's favorite person to spend time with like we'll still see our friends by ourselves and stuff but like we're not like codependent in any way don't get me wrong but it's just truly enjoying yeah. spending time together I've never been so comfortable with anyone in my life I've got no shame no filter like no I'm I'm never self-conscious around him ever even when I don't feel good about myself I'm still not self-conscious about that in front of him which is like a weird thing I've never experienced before I, I gotta say that like I learned I learned from my dad I watched the way my dad treated my mom I watched how he opened the door for her yeah I watched how he uh would go out and help her with groceries and then when it was then it was time for me to help take in groceries like just small little bitty things like yep. that i watched my aunt and uncle who i love dearly and tr feel like they're like second parents to me i watched how they are with each other and how much they respect and love yeah. each other and i i try have always tried to do that with any relationship i've been in and i've i make mistakes every day i make mistakes all the time but i say all that to say if you're in a relationship and you want the other person to love you a lot, the one thing to do is figure out about them what makes them glow, what makes them open up like a flower, open the door for them, tell them you love them. Well, I think it goes... Let her, let her know, for all you guys out there, let her know she's the most beautiful girl in the world. I tell her that every day because it's the truth. No one in this planet 
will be able to change my mind on the fact she's the most beautiful girl in the world. And that, that right there allows her to be herself all the time. She can do whatever she wants and not have to feel self-conscious about well, anything yeah. around me. I mean, we have that solid foundation to where, like, even yeah. if we're arguing, even if it's, like, a real fight, like, I'll say what I need to say. I'll say yep. the thing that's going to maybe make him mad or that's gonna that I have to say because I know our foundation is so solid that it's not going to matter. It's not going to crack it. And it goes yep. back to what you said a minute ago about not just loving but respecting the yes. other person. Yeah, you have to respect the other person. The other person has their own thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and they matter. Yeah. We, we, we do this thing as a team. Yep. This podcast is, a, is an example of how we live our lives. Yep. We're a team. Yeah. Like we're, we're co-hosting. We're doing this together. We walk side by side. I don't walk 10 feet in front of her and she doesn't walk t- yep. 10 feet in front of me. We walk side by side, holding, yep. holding each other, knowing we got this together. Like we're a united front. So we, in that amount of time, when you're, learning one another and sharing with one another and trying to form that bond and like we're moving we're meeting each other's friends and stuff during this i told her from the first date i'm gonna learn you a few things mm-hmm. and i probably told her that yesterday probably told her today because i tell her all the time and it's something my dad always said i'll learn you a, a thing or two and when it comes to music for our entertainment section today we're going to talk about what we've introduced to one another in the music world Ooh. a little bit. I thought you were going to say what we've learned each other. <laughs> yeah, what we learned each other in some music. And let's start with the the one that's the most obvious from this week. We went and saw Darius Rucker. Ooh, people. Oh, people. <laughs> and Darius Rucker, we both grew up in the 90s. Oh, man. She's two years younger than me, so when Cracked Review came out, oh, yeah. that was the album to be listening to. Oh, my to. gosh. I love... I saw Hootie and the Blowfish as well around that time at like a... A concert promotion concert where they have like a bunch of artists at like an outdoor like festival thing. Oh, that's cool. But oh my gosh, I love me some 90s. I've got 90s playlists, 90s yep. alt rock. Like that's going to be another podcast I'm going to run away with, another topic. But so yeah, we, so we saw Darius two days ago. Yep. And he's doing this tour where he's not going to amphitheaters. He's going mm-hmm. to these beautiful theaters like the Fox Theater in St. Louis, the Fox Theater in yeah. Detroit, places where Frank Sinatra would play when he came to town. That's where Darius Having is going. Having that kind of vibe. Because he's never gone to those venues yeah. before. And I got to tell you, not only is his voice amazing and his band, but he sounded so good in there. Oh my gosh, it was so great. I loved every second of it. And let me tell you, he... I wasn't prepared. Like, I went in and was like, I hope he plays, like, a Hootie song. And Steven's like, oh, I'm sure he will. He's got to. And then we're sitting there, and then he go, he gets his guitar, and he says, now this one's for the old people in the audience. <laughs> and I about came unglued, as my husband would say. I looked at him, and I looked at Darius, and I looked at him, and I looked back, and I was like, oh, my God. And Steven's like, yep. And then yep. he started breaking into Let Her Cry, and oh, my God. I was not prepared for the level of excitement <laughs> that I had. I am a very, like, even like the most excited I get is like, oh yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's like as excited as I get. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, for everybody listening, that's what she gets when I tell her something, and she's like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Darius Rucker starts singing "Let Her Cry," and she turns into an eight-year-old kid at a New Kids on the oh, Block concert gosh. in 1986. She loses her mind. She's an so absolutely good. insane person. He starts playing a couple songs later, "Hold My Hand." Oh my god, and she's like jumping in her seat and like hand in the air with one finger. Oh yeah, I was like, giving him oh! all I had. Like, and I'm just looking at her going, 
we've been together since April of 2019, and if I was sitting next to you, a stranger, I would feel like I'm getting attacked. He's never seen that level of excitement for me. I was sweating. <laughs> like, by the end of that concert, I was, like, sweating. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Like, ever. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. Like, my bangs were, like, matted to my forehead. Yeah. I was, like, sweating. But all this to say, coming from me learning him, you can't see my air quotes, so that's really lost on the podcast, but I just did those. <laughs> country music and i knew he wouldn't really be into like country pop like hits kind of stuff like that but i knew just from knowing that we really bonded over kit Moore. yep more on that in another podcast no pun intended not too long from now but we'll get into yes. that on a big deal um we both like chris stapleton so i knew kind of like the vibe he liked but i had gone to when my cousin did come into town earlier when we had those great conversations that weekend, we went to see Luke Combs. So I had been on a Luke Combs kick, excellent singer songwriter, talented yep. man. And I started listening to that and Steven would hear me and be like, what are you listening to? And so Luke Combs kind of got into what got into some Brad Paisley, got into some Darius Rucker and yep. let's, I'll let Steven talk about the artists that I got him a little bit turned on to. So with Luke Combs, he wrote a song called, can I get an outlaw? And it's on his first EP, and he talks about Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and needing another outlaw like them in music. And I grew up on Cash, Willie Nelson. You know, that that to me as a kid was country music, Americana is what they generally yeah. call it now. That was real music, Hank Williams Sr., that kind of stuff. That was real Americana country rock and roll. And when I heard the song, Can I Get an Outlaw? I thought to myself, who is this kid? Yeah. What's this? Wait a minute. How He's in his 20s, almost 30s, and he's talking about needing an outlaw? That's weird because he's, he's not from my generation. That's kind of cool. And then I heard a song called Honky Tonk Highway, which I'm going to tell you, it's the best song he's ever wrote. He writes all of his music. Uh, his band is also involved in the writing process, but he is a great songwriter, singer-songwriter. It's good stuff. He plays guitar, and of course, he's doing amphitheaters now and uh, football stadium yeah. tour this, this year, so we will not be seeing him, unfortunately, because he's not coming to our area, but he's playing like where the Denver Broncos play. That's the type yeah. of venue he's selling out, which when you sold him, he was on his first headlining tour. Yep, when I saw him, he was on and, his, we were one of the and first stops, huge. and he was just so thankful and so kind, and he told a little story about like every song before he sang it, which is nice when you've got the songwriter, yep. because they can give you background, and then that song just resonates more as it's going. Yep. So and that that moved over into Brad Paisley, which I started listening to Brad Paisley's American uh, Saturday Night, which is a great album. It feels like rock and roll. It feels like country. He plays he plays enough guitar where he was as a kid learning how to play Chet Atkins stuff. So he's a very talented guitar player, but he's a talented songwriter. He's clever with what he writes. Very clever, funny lyrics. And one of my best friends in Tennessee, who also grew up listening to the Outlaws. I was like, have you listened to Brad Paisley? I've been, you know, Jess got me into Brad Paisley. And he was like, Brad Paisley is the only new country guy that I will listen to because he pays tribute to everything that came before him. Yeah. And so I went into a deep dive. Oh, yeah. Black Hole. 
Paisley, like, Bra- Paisley Black Hole. I mean, and and it's true. He has a solo instrumental song. Not a solo, but he has an instrumental song on every album, which mm-hmm. is paying tribute to the stuff that came before. Yeah. Um, he's just very talented. Like, I've, I've, I've went on my deep dive and watched him do live concert stuff with John Fogarty, and I was like, this is amazing. See, this is so cool to see these two together. But then he did an album where he had a bunch of people on it, and he had B.B. King on it. Mm. And hearing B.B. King basically, basically give the nod to Brad Paisley rub elbows with Brad Paisley, I was like, this is two worlds colliding that I never yeah. thought I'd see collide. And this just solidifies even more that like, he's a good artist. Yeah. So, so that was cool. And then to translate to like really sink in with the blues. Yeah. So what you've learned me. Yeah. Which is Kingfish. Yes. Chris Stone, Kingfish we Ingram. Also just saw in concert last week. Yeah. And he's a, He's in his 20s. He sounds like he's in his 70s. Oh, he sounds like he's weathered the storms. Oh, man. His voice his voice absolutely sounds like that of B.B. King, Buddy Guy, like yeah. John Lee Hooker. Oh, like it's a, You, it's you get old, lost in it. old-sounding voice. But we went to a blue show to see him, and he did this really cool thing. If if you look at his Instagram page, you'll see it. He put They put a song up from this tour, the very first song that he opens the show with. The band comes out, bass, drums, and keyboards. Bass, drum, keyboard, sitting there, playing, warming up the band, or warming up the crowd with the song. And it's a heavy-hitting song. And you're hearing about 10 seconds of it, 15 seconds of it. You start moving your shoulders. You're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to rock. This is cool. Where's Kingfish? And then you start to hear a guitar, and you're like, I don't see Kingfish. That's strange. Where's Kingfish? And then after about 10 or 15 seconds of him soloing, he comes walking out from the side of the stage while he's walking up to the middle of the stage soloing on his guitar. And I was like, I've never seen anybody do that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he is super cool. He just, he feel. I feel like he's, I'm sure he plans stuff he does, but it just all looks so like seamless and feeling it in the moment. And yeah. he even said that. He's like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing over here. It just takes me over. Yeah. And he did this thing where he got, I don't know. It was like the second or third song in. He's doing a solo and it's real fiery. Uh, and he got the band to drop their volume down to almost nothing. And then he starts playing real quiet. And there was a guy on the second or third row up real close up up front that just started yelling like, this is what I came to see. Like he was so it, like, cause that's the type of reaction that blues will get you. It's such a different crowd. It's oh. a different vibe. Like when you go to like a rock show and you're screaming and you're singing along this kind of stuff, you are feeling it. Like yep. they go low, you find yourself like crouching a little bit. It's it's yep. almost like being a marionette on a string that they are controlling. Yep. Like when they go super low, you could hear like a pin drop in that place and you find that your shoulders are hunched and you're a little crouched. And, and you're then, leaning in. Yeah. And then they like raise it up, raise it up and you start to feel like yourself raising up and yep. you're sitting up straighter. And it's a really cool thing. I'd never really been to, I mean, I guess I had, but not at this level of blue show. Like yeah. Kingfish is just, it's a different level. Yeah. And he came out into the crowd at one point that was super in, the, cool. in the middle of the show. He came out into the crowd and he ended up stopping behind us, two rows behind us. So he was what? 10 feet from us. Yeah. If that, and he stood there for like five minutes, he could see his band on the stage. Cause he's front and like yeah. he's center of the room. 
and he's playing his solo, and then he did this thing where he got the band to drop their volume again, and he turned around looking for a chair, and he sat down and played for a couple more minutes. so cool. And it was one of those things where, like, at one point he was doing something, and Jess and I looked at each other at the same time, and we're like, that was a B.B. King lick. Yep. And that was cool, because, like, I don't know. Like, for me, for me growing up listening to B.B. King as a kid, I didn't know that... I'd be 41, married, seeing a blues artist, and look at my wife and her say at the same time, that was a B.B. King lick. If I, w- if I was to tell my 16-year-old self that, <laughs> my 16-year-old self would be like, nah, man, there's no way. There's no way. That's <laughs> just no crazy. There's no way that cool thing's going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for the movies, man. That doesn't happen. But that happened. And for me, what I think about when I think about our relationship, those little small things like that yeah. will stick in my brain forever because I'll think about that and go, man, that was a cool moment of, yeah, we're at a concert and it's about Kingfish and it's cool. But we had this small moment where I was just like, man, I love this woman. She's Aww. the she's she's the best. It's great, great. You know, grand gestures are all fine and dandy, but it's the little things yep. that build your life. It's the little moments that build your relationship, the little glimpses of people that you see and it that's what it is it's those little moments like are we've not been together that long but we've had more little moments in our time than i think i've ever had with anyone else yeah and i think part of it is being ready for it but part of it is just finding that fit i was literally gonna say it's about being ready when you said it's about being ready for it which which goes to say that like our relationship has been a lot of things being organic. Yeah. yeah. And we'll say that on this podcast a lot. Probably every podcast at some point will say it's organic yeah. because that's just what our life has been together. Yeah. Organic. And I got to say, like, if you like blues, look up Kingfish. It yes. is so worth your time. He has two albums It and he's great. He's great. He, yeah. He's fantastic. And, Go see know, him live. Darius is still touring, so oh. you've got time to get... and. Tickets. Yeah. Hopefully he'll still be touring when this podcast goes. Yeah. If not, he'll tour again because he's got another album coming out. He played a couple songs from and it's not out yet. So yeah, yeah. Because we were looking up, we were looking those up after the show. Going, wait a minute, he played that song. What's that song from? And then can't find it anywhere except for an article that says he's got he's supposed to have a new album. Definitely worth it, and definitely be open to your significant other sharing things with you and their music choices. And you'd be surprised at what you might like just by seeing it through their eyes if when you start asking yourself about the other person i don't know if this is the right person you got to start asking yourself the question of like can you open up and share that kind of stuff can you start sharing the music you like if you can't then maybe it's not the time or it's not the right person maybe those are the type of things it's just small little things like that you go can they can i introduce them to my best friends yeah i don't know how are my best friends going to react when they see this person because that's a big thing like your yep. best friends are your best friends for a reason because they they know you inside and out and you know them and they've been there for you and you've been there and for them. It's like they generally often or I mean I'm lucky I've been best friends with Stephanie for what 25 years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So like they know your family too and it's like they can give you a is it going to be good to meet your family? Should we keep going? And more on that in our next podcast. So we need to plug our social media. What's our social media there, babe? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, if we can just say. That's it.
That is correct. Yes. Yes. We also have an email address as well, if we can just say oh. at gmail.com. Dang it, I missed one. Which, that's not social media, but that's just if somebody wants yeah. to email us a question or something like that. But Just be also, kind. Just be kind to us. Be kind and, and uh, leave <laughs> Be kind a, to everyone. <laughs> like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Yes. All that kind of wonderful stuff. New podcast coming every Tuesday. We'll see you for number five. Absolutely. Can't wait. And uh, have a good week, y'all. Bye.